Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night. It's Howie Spangler here. I'm just scooting up in my chair, getting nice and center here. All right. Uh, hey, it's uh, episode 65, Tales from the Green Room. Uh, how are you today? It's uh, fucking Wednesday, and I'm already cussing. I really got to stop that. Um. <clears throat> What a weekend. I'll, uh, I'll get into it in a, in a few minutes here because um, it brought up some interesting uh, points, some things that maybe I... Maybe it brought up teachable moments. Um, and that's what the show's all about. Teachable moments, you know? Um, what uh, What's going on here? Let's see. Is this the button? No, that's not the button. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? Oh my God, what's happening? There it is. What is happening, Donald? Um, okay, so we just booked some shows, uh, you know, except we're in a band and that's what we do. We play shows. Uh, we just confirmed Asbury Park, Asbury Park, uh, July 25th, House of Independence. The shows have been pretty slamming the last couple times and we're coming back to headlines, so... Uh, Tickets probably on sale now, I imagine. Anyway, that's July 25th. House of, De- House of Independence, Asbury Park. I can tell I'm already going to have trouble speaking today. <laughs> uh, that's how you warm up, kids. Uh, July 26th, Gaithersburg, Maryland at Union Jacks Rio. So this is a, a new location for U- Union Jacks. We usually play the one in Annapolis. Um Old Town Pub, July 27th, Leonardtown, Maryland. So we're going to be around town a little bit this summer. Um, so those are the newer shows. And then, uh, so what we got coming up, uh, no shows for a few weeks. We're going to be playing um, Cali Roots, uh, May 24th, Monterey, California. Um, and we're playing early in the day. Come check that out. Tickets are on sale, I believe. I, th- I think they're still on sale. It might be sold out. Uh, so May 24th, come see this Cali Roots. Always a good time. Uh, May 26th, flying back home. And we're going to do the brew at the zoo in Baltimore. The Maryland Zoo. So that should be fun. Get drunk and look at a panda, maybe. Um, let's see. Uh, Newburgh, Maryland, Gilligan's Pier. That's a new one. Uh, June 7th. Going back to Newburgh. It's a cool little spot, Gilligan's Pier, down by the water. Uh, Jellyfish Festival, June 21st in Ocean City. Uh, then we're flying to Denver, June 22nd, for the Denver Deluxe Festival with G Love and more. Um, June 28th, we're going to be at Patty's Beach Club in Westerly, Rhode Island. That's a cool spot, cool little compound they have there. Big compound, I'll say. Right on the beach. Uh, June 29th, um, Wontog, New York, Long Island, uh, Mulcahy's Pub, and I believe that's a free show, um, so you have zero excuse, uh, unless you're, you know, going to, uh, some other prior engagement, I guess, I can't make you come to see us, uh, Rock on Boat, Concert Cruise, um, Rock the Boat thing, uh, yeah, Boston, that's June 30th, that was a lot of fun last year, went out there and, um, I don't know, just kind of drank beer and played songs for a few hours out on the water and it's quite the shit show but a lot of fun and then later this summer we've got those shows with Revolution uh, August 6th in Asheville August 8th Baltimore August 9th Raleigh August 10th Virginia Beach and August 11th Hanahan that's in South Carolina it's near Charleston Secrets, we're coming back to Secrets, August 14th, Ocean City, always good time there, uh, and more to come, we're working on more stuff, so, uh, and we did lock up Reggae Rise Up as well in uh, Utah, um, and I'm sure there's more things coming down the pipeline, we're working on music, I'm, I'm back home from the short run that we did down in Florida, I'm going to get into all of that in the podcast, because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, some things that went down. Um, but uh, so I'm back home. I'm going to finish the podcast here today and then get back to it. I'm going to record some more guitars, some more vocals, uh, 
maybe write some new songs for this new new shit we're doing. Um, hoping to have releases uh, over the summer and then maybe a record by the fall. We'll see. Um, I guess that's uh, I guess that's it for now. Thanks everybody that came out this weekend. We did Sunfest and. Um, <laughs> Oh, man, it could have been way worse what went down, but it ended up, you know, we have a professional crew. We've been doing this a long time. It just really helps. Again, we'll get into all this stuff, but the Florida shows are fun. Thank you so much. Uh, Let's get a kick in here. Uh, Episode 65, Tales from the Green Room. Okay, so uh, this weekend um, we went to Florida for a few shows. We played uh, Beachside Tavern on Friday. It's, it was Donald's birthday, my, my brother, our drummer. Um, so kind of threw down a little bit, played the show, sold out. It was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, drank some beers and some shots, had a good time. You know, it was fun. Good old, clean, American fun. Um, so uh, did that, and then we were a little bit hungover on Saturday, went to... Melbourne to play debauchery. Um, <clears throat> and that was good. It's a smoking venue, and we're not stoked on smoking venues. Um, we tried to get them to change it, and they wouldn't do it. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> respect their decision. It's their place, but, oh, man. Why, you ha- why do you have smoking in your venues? I don't, I don't understand. Like, I think we're at a time now. It's 2019. I feel like we're at an, at an age, we're at a time where... Um, it's completely acceptable to ask your patrons to step outside on the patio, which they have a patio, um, to smoke cigarettes. I don't, I don't understand. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't smoke these days, and it's just become, you know, I think they passed that law like 10 years ago, you know. Um, and there's, it's not, I guess it's not something that's like fully enforced, but uh, most places respected the law they saw that oh yeah that's gonna you know make help people not die sooner um from secondhand smoke but uh as a singer it it gets it can get uh kind of crazy you know um usually something after a gig like that and especially if the people are like heavily smoking um and there's not a lot of airflow which this is you know there was an exception because there was a kind of a big window there open out to the patio. So it wasn't like a completely enclosed area, but you know, it's, it's enough to make you like your clothes stink and, uh, you tend to get like, like our tour manager has like asthma. So it it just affects people, you know? And I just feel like it's respectful to, you know, not have the smoking in the venues. It, It doesn't feel like a whole lot to ask for. Um, that said, we love the promoter, um, and uh, you know we prefer not to play venues like that. But we had a good time; it was, it was rock and roll, or whatever. Um, so thanks to having us. Thanks for having us to Botry. Um, again, the show was, was fun. We had a good crowd. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the whole thing was we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish the show in Melbourne, and we're gonna go to the hotel. And we got to the hotel. At a decent time, it was like I don't know midnight ish. Um, so that's pretty good for a Saturday night, Cinco de Mayo weekend, and all that. May the Fourth weekend, Star Wars Day, right? Um, and we get there. Alex had his wallet stolen, so we can't check in for like an hour. It's like we're trying to figure out. You know, we had to like once you kind of set the name for the check in, they make it really tough for you to like change it you know change the reservation uh so that you know took like an hour to check in finally getting to bed and we got to be up and out we're gonna uh van calls at 7 45 a.m on sunday we got a, like a almost two hour drive to um from melbourne to west palm beach and uh because the load we were like the first band on stage at Sunfest on our stage, on the main stage there. And so you got to be there early. So we were supposed to be there at 10 o'clock. Um, so we were going to be up, you know, 
usually out out the door, you know, seven forty five van call from the hotel usually means where, you know, we hit the gas station and stuff and get gas and coffee or what donuts, whatever you need, you know, hopefully on the road by eight. Um, and you make your way down. So that was the plan. Um, so I get out, I get out of the van, right? I'm driving and the, the gas station's right across the street. We were at this, uh, Cumberland farms, um, off of, uh, I think it was 192 was the main road. And so we, um, pull in and I get out and I swipe the card and I realize that I swipe my personal card and we, we have banned business cards, uh, credit cards, um, for all the, you know, the, the business transactions. So I was like, ah, shit, I use mine, whatever. Uh, I'll just transfer the money later or something. Um, and then it, it canceled the sale. It, it, uh, it didn't authorize a card. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So I put the card away, pulled out the, the, the actual, uh, band credit card, put it in the gas pump. It didn't authorize. I'm like, ah, shit. And sometimes it happens. It's a security measure when you're traveling. Uh, Bank of America will, like, you know, shut it down. And you have to call in and all that stuff. And whatever, minor inconvenience so your money doesn't get stolen, right? Fine. So uh, I go in and uh, I'm like, I'm just going to get use the card at the, uh, at the cash register. And I'm just going to grab some coffee, whatever, be another, another minute or so. Um, so <clears throat> get the coffee, get a little pack of those little, uh, they're not tasty cakes, which I prefer tasty cake, but, uh, it was like donuts or something, or I, I forgot what they're called, but I don't like the chocolate so much, but the powder ones are really good. I love chocolate donuts, but like, um, the powder one, I sound like a total fucking <laughs> piece of shit here. Um, the powder donuts, the little minis are so good, right? Anyway, so I get those. I, uh, Alex had, you know, got his wallet stolen. So I'm like, Hey man, what size coffee you want? So I got him, I bought him a cup of coffee. Um, and so I get up to the, to the register. I pay for everything, pay, uh, separately, you know, once with the band card for the gas and then personal with the, the coffee and the donuts. All right, cool. See you later. Have a nice day. Go to the van. Um, and now I can start pumping, right? Normally by now, I'm I'd swiped the card already. I started the pump. I go inside. I get the coffee and the donuts, and I get back to the van, and, and the, the pumping is done. I put the thing back. We hang it up, and we get on the road. Um, well, today, I, you know, that day, I was at a uh, go do the thing first, go outside, <clears throat> start getting the gas. I'm standing there. I only put 30 bucks in. I'm like, it's not going to be that long. Standing there, standing there, standing there. And it's like the slowest pump ever. And it was like $10, $10, and then finally $11. And I'm like, shit, maybe I should just get back in the van and sit down. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be sitting down for like two hours. I'm just going to stand up. So I'm just kind of staring, just staring into space, just kind of like looking sort of like down at the, you know, at the oil spots and the, the gas stains and stuff on the parking lot. Um, just not even really looking at anything, just kind of looking in the direction. I glance up. okay, fine, here we go, 30 bucks, done, right, so I hang up the, hang up the nozzle, I get in the van, I turn said van on, right, turn it on, I take the transmission, I put it into drive, as soon as I bring it down to drive, there's this goosh, and the van shakes, right, we haven't moved. We're sitting there. I have it in, like I got my foot on the brake. I take the parking brake off. I pull it into drive. And there's a goosh, right? And I'm like, holy shit. And we've had transmission problems in the past. You know, a reminder, we've been doing this a very long time. Um, so I was like, shit, there's something happened with the transmission, right? So I put it back in the park. I'm like, there's, wait, there's no way. Like, we were definitely like pushed. A little bit so throw in the park put the parking brake on I get out and I look over and the trash can that I was standing next to uh, now had a motorcycle laying on top of it and then I look further and there's a dude laying on the ground on the parking lot um, about four feet from where I was standing and it, it just t- moments like that it takes a moment to like 
process what just happened, like to realize what what just happened. So I walk around and there's this old man. I find out later he's 83 years old. He's laying on his back and he's like kind of picking up his arm. He's got his whole left arm is skinned from the elbow to the wrist. He's got some bleeding on his face. He looks like he's swollen now. Um, and then I look over and I see that our trailer, he ran into our trailer with his motorcycle. He didn't touch the van. Great, right? Um, all the damage was done to the trailer. Now, obviously, I'm not exactly thinking like, oh, my trailer. I'm like, holy shit, dude, you all right, you know? And um, he's like, my leg feels funny. And his, I look down at his leg and, oh, man, dude. You know when you have those uh, trick cans that you pop the top off and the, the fake snake pops out? Like, that is what his leg looked like. It was a denim snake, and it was like zigzags. He had obviously broken his leg in multiple places. It was so bad. He was, it was brutal. And like it just took a minute to realize what was going on, like I said. So uh, <clears throat> then I look at his bike, and it's like there's gas le- leaking out. So his buddies a couple minutes later come running over and they're like, call 911. So they call 911. Donald and I and one of his friends grab his bike and move it. You know, we have to pick it up very like gingerly because it's going to, if not, I'll like roll over top of him. So you had to like, like pick it up and sort of shimmy it around and, and then roll it back away from him. Um, like away from the pumps, away from the van and all that. And so now he's laying there and his buddies are checking on him. Uh, it took like, I swear it took like eight minutes for like the cops and the EMTs to get there. It was a little bit, it felt a little long. Um, and he just, there's nothing we could do, you know. I didn't want to move him. Um, and so once the cops and everybody get there, we kind of get out of the way. So we start looking at the damage on our, our vehicle. And it was like the, the trailer had been, if you're looking at the trailer from like, say the back on the left side, um, both tires had been, um, pushed inward. Like definitely the front, we have, we had a dual axle trailer. So like the front axle was probably damaged. And that's what the people at the shop had said. Like, it looks like the, the axle is damaged. Um, the, So if you're looking at a tire and the center where like the lugs go, um, there's a little tiny sort of, uh, I I should, I'm not an auto guy, so I don't really know the terms, but like um, where the bearings go, there's like this little hub, center hub where like the bearings are in or packed in there and where it goes onto the rim and all that. Um, Not the rim, the the fucking axle. And uh, those, that was destroyed, like that cap was like broken off and and the bearings were gone and it, it was this thing was undrivable we couldn't couldn't we I could barely move it we got it out of the pump space when everybody was gone and just sort of pulled it up to the curb and like the the tires were at like a 45 degree angle so it was like they were not straight up and down anymore they're just um there was definitely no driving anywhere so and what it looked like it had happened um after talking to the people at the the store, the gas station, they looked at the video and he had, it looked like he was coming to park on the side of the building in a couple, one of the lanes there. And when he pulled up to the sidewalk in the lane, he put his foot down to, to, to like stop. He was going to park. And, but I don't know I don't honestly, I don't know where the throttle is on that, that bike, but whether it was up on the hand on the handlebars or anyway, he must've hit the throttle by accident and the bike took off and he was still on it. I guess he was trying to, it happened. It must've happened so fast. Like he jumped the curb and there was all this mulch and like rocks and stuff. 
there in the landscaping. And all those were all over the... You could see he tore through that um, and just went straight into our trailer on the side. And he was somehow able to... I guess he bounced off the trailer. His leg bounced off that the wheel well area. That's where he broke his leg, I'm sure. And rather than bump, like ran, running into the pump, he was able to, like there was two pumps next to each other, typical, you know. He hit the thing, ricocheted off our trailer, and was somehow able to bounce through the middle of the two pumps. And that's where he ended up. And I guess he fell off the bike. The bike fell into the pump, like into the trash can at the pump that I was standing at about 20 seconds earlier. Um, and he knocked the trash can and the bike laid there. And it was, I didn't think about it until after. I was like, holy shit, like I could have, like, it. he probably wouldn't have hit me, like from the way it was. The trash can had kind of budged a little bit, but not, didn't fall off or anything like that. It just kind of moved, like, off the curb a little and was definitely disturbed but like it definitely would have happened right in front of me and it would have been like the scariest thing ever right um this is it's would have like 20 seconds roughly 20 seconds and the whole thing I was thinking was how how the universe is is weird like that right like um i'm sure you've all had these thoughts like if i had left like a minute earlier that kind of stuff you know um well like if the cards if if both of those cards that I was trying to use at the beginning had worked, we'd have been gone. We'd have been out of there. I took the extra time, you know, it took like another couple minutes, you know, to like, um, to get the gas because it, you know, I had to go out there and wait for the pump. And it was like, man, if those cards had worked, we'd have been gone. Now it's like, it did cause us some major inconvenience, right? Having to do all this stuff with the trailer, which I'll go into in a minute. But, um, also, did we save the guy's life? Like, I I hope he's, he was an old dude. Like, I hope he's still alive and I hope he's doing okay. But, like, it's very, even the cop said, it's very possible he could have went straight through there, that empty space, and went right over the curb onto the main road. I mean, who knows, right? I guess we'll never know. So it's really weird how the universe works. Um and I'm not like a, I'm not a religious person or anything like that. And I don't, I'm not like necessarily like everything happens for a reason. I don't know if I believe that or not, but like, um, it, it is interesting. It does make you question <laughs> your, your beliefs and your, your thoughts. Right. Um, so that was interesting. But, uh, so, you know, after all that, there's a little bit of like anger that sets in. Cause you're just like, God damn it, man. It just, it just makes, uh, we had to be, we were supposed to be there at 10 o'clock. And here it is, like 9.20, and we're still getting this happen around 8 in the morning. We're like, okay, I'm, I'm like starting to get mad. I'm like, we're not going to make this show. We're not, this giant show, we're not going to make it. Um, the whole reason we're down in Florida is to do this show. You know, we did those other couple shows to kind of be on the way, you know. And so... Uh, Here's kind of like, here's kind of like the the lesson for for artists that are on tour and maybe haven't gone through something like this. Hopefully, you never have to. But um, it's inevitable that at some point you're you know whether it's by an accident, um, you know, God forbid, or you know just just failure, just ro- road worn tires or whatever, you get a blowout or whatever. Um, your trailer's gonna fail at some point. Your van's gonna fail at some point. Um, so make sure you have all your insurance stuff in, in order. Do not go on the road without insurance. Make sure everyone's covered. That's driving. That's going to be driving. Make sure they're all covered. Um, and, uh, you, it's what sucks about having to get work done. Like at shops is like, if it's on a weekend, like this was on a Sunday. So everything was closed, right? All the shops are closed. Um, Pet Boys was open. I found Pet Boys. And I was like, hey, man, we got this trailer. You know. He's like, yeah, yeah, just uh, bring it on over. So once we got the, uh, the trailer pulled over to the, to the curb there at the gas station out of the way, um, you know, we were already, we were, it, was, it was a matter of timing because tr- sometimes tow trucks take like hours to get there. Uh, this one happened to get there within the like 45 to an hour. It was really 
good timing, actually. Um, I had to stay with the gear, and some of you guys saw me on Instagram Live talking about this. Um, I stayed there with the gear, with the, with the old trailer, um, waiting for those guys to get back. Um, while they went to get the U-Haul trailer that we found, we found a, a U-Haul trailer. That's one thing. Uh, you got to find a trailer that's obviously the, the right size so all your stuff fits in. At first, we were looking at box trucks. I was like, no, let's get a damn trailer. That way, we don't have to drive two vehicles, and we've got a ramp and all this stuff. Well, actually, we didn't have a ramp. Sorry, we didn't have a ramp in the, tra- the, the U-Haul trailer. Uh, so it'd be basically almost like normal. We'd have a trailer. So uh, we found the U-Haul. They had to go get the U-Haul, but then they had to stop by like a Home Depot or something or because you got to get a different size ball. We learned that lesson a long time ago. Um, it's good to have a ball that a ball hitch that fits um, U-Haul trailers on hand in your trailer or in the van somewhere. So in case you do have to uh, get a rent a U-Haul, uh, you'll be able to do that, and you won't have to run around and do this. So they had to stop by the store and pick up one of those, and they picked up the U-Haul, then they then they came back. Uh, we got all the gear transferred all over from the old trailer to the U-Haul trailer. <clears throat> Got it, everything we needed, suitcases, everything. Um, dude took the the busted trailer to Pet Boys. And um, you want to stay in constant contact. You got to make sure you're, like, every hour when something happens. I called the guy, like, hey, man, uh, he just picked up the, the trailer. It's on his way to you right now. He's like, cool, I'll let you know when it gets here. If you haven't heard from me, just give me a call. So sure enough, I didn't hear from him. Hey, man, is it there? Yes, it's, it just got here. Cool. He said he'll let me know what's going to go, what, what's wrong with it um, and how long it's going to take, you know, what things like that. So we were expecting, we were definitely expecting a busted axle, if not both of them. Um, definitely going to need a new wheel because one of the wheels was, uh, the rim was dented and destroyed. Um, and that's going to be easily 1500 two grand to fix something like that. And it's going to take at least a day. And it wasn't, they weren't going to get it done that day because they were closing at four and all their distributors, you know, weren't open on Sunday. So nothing was going to happen until, until Monday. So we made plans to stay with friends Sunday night because we were going to actually going to leave after the, after the set and head home. You know, it's like a 17 hour drive. So, uh, we, uh, stayed at a friend's house. I called Monday morning, started figuring out what was going on. Then it came down to, uh, oh, hey, a, a different guy from Pet Boys called me. He's like, yeah, um, we're not going to be able to fix this. I was like, oh, well, you told me you could. That's why I had it towed to you, right? It was like 70 bucks to tow over there. Yeah, we don't have a way to like move it around and, and fix it. Great. So I had to get it towed somewhere else. So I started calling around. And no trailer repair places could get to it for a week or... They didn't have the parts or they weren't open. And it became this thing. I, the last thing that was going to happen was, okay. And we were in Port St. Lucie at some friend's house, right? They were like, okay, um, the actual service place, because I was calling all, about, all around Melbourne where the, uh, where the trailer was, trying to get it fixed there. And the guy's like, okay, well now the actual service place, this place I called, I'm just sales. The actual service repair is down in Vero Beach, right? So, um, but if you can get, if you can hit up Ferguson's, this other place in Melbourne, get the axle from them, get the trailer towed to, to Vero Beach, go to Melbourne yourselves, get the axle, which is like an hour north of where we were, um, get the axle, whatever parts, Bring it back down to Vero, which is like another hour back south or so. Um, like, and then maybe we can get a fix. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, you can you can see the nightmare that was happening. Like, it was just like, this is, it, we're going to be down here for a week. Like, this is, this is crazy. We can't do this, you know. Now for the section where we pay the bills. And now back to the podcast. So ultimately... Uh, the decision was, I was like, look, guys, 
we're going to buy a new trailer. Like we're just, we just have to buy a new trailer. Like there's no, we're not doing this. This is insane. Like we're, our, our trailer is already kind of beat up to begin with. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, automatic fence tried to take out our trailer last year. <laughs> um, so uh, it was already kind of busted up. And I was like, you know what, dude? For, it's going to be about t- two grand to fix this thing and all the time and the running around and, you know, we need to get back home whatever let's just we got to buy a new trailer and um so luckily we had some money in the bank to be able to pull something like this off this is where it pays for for bands to go to the merch table every night make sure you're meeting all the people because not only are you are you forming you know these organic relationships with people um people are more inclined to to support and and buy your gear and we had a great uh, merch, um, I guess merch. We had great merch sales on the winter tour, some of the best we've ever had. Um, and we were lucky enough to have this money in the bank to be able to, you know, take care of stuff like this when it happens. So, um, and people, what I've found, what I've found is that the fans love to to support when, when they can. And if you're taking that money and you're smart with it and you're actually keeping it in the bank, when problems like this arise, you can take care of it and you don't feel it. It doesn't hurt. You know, you're not crying um, when it goes down. So we were able to buy a new trailer and it's a nice trailer. And, uh, you know, it was it was it was done. We got home yesterday morning. and It was great. Um, So. Yeah, <clears throat> kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, keep um, whatever you do, you got to make the show happen. Try not to cancel shows as much as possible, especially when they're as big as something like Sunfest. We arrived, we were super late, we ended up with a 45-minute set, we were supposed to play 75 minutes, but <clears throat> our crew was well-trained, we all went up there and hustled, busted ass, and we got everything done, everything hooked up and ready to go, we were sound-checked and ready within, you know, of like 15 minutes of setting up. And then we went and the show went really well. And we got a ton of follows and people were commenting and, um, sending us stories and stuff all day long. It was, it was great. It was a good experience. I'm glad we were able to make it happen in spite of the morning's events. Um, and that is what like perseverance is all about, man. It's all about perseverance, resilience, like if this is what you want to do, you have to, and this goes for anything, no matter what you're doing. Don't let anything stand in the way of your goals. At the end of the day, it's you that's standing in your way. If you're going to go, well, screw that then, you know, I guess we can't. No, it's like, you find a way. There's always a way. Sometimes it's impossible. Sometimes it's just not going to happen. And that sucks. But you try to find every way possible. You go through every avenue, you know. And I probably should have made the decision earlier to say, fuck it, we're just going to buy a new one. I should have said that day. Okay, we're buying a new one, you know, because we wasted a few hours of making calls and running around. You don't spend money if you don't have to. But by the time it was just, it was just, okay, this is the right move. And everybody, we all felt, yeah, that was the right move. Um. Man, I'll tell you, though, the love bugs in Florida. We were in Melbourne, you know, two days before that, and it was fine. And then on Monday, it was insane. Like, the love bugs this week over there are insane. They're, I don't know if you know what a love bug is. Look it up. Florida love bugs. They're disgusting. They're just, run, they're flying around, having sex, like making sex all over the van and all over you. Like, you, it, it was so dense. It was like walking through like, I don't know. You know when you walk through like a beaded curtain at like a Spencer's or a Hot Topic? <laughs> uh, or, or if you went to see a fortune teller? It's like that. It's like, it, it felt like we were walking through a beaded curtain of just love bugs. It was just, they were everywhere. It's, they just bump into you. They're all over you. Ugh. They just collect all over the van, all over the trailer, all over the gear. We had to take the gear out of the other trailer, you know, and like, we had to prep the new trailer with like the e track and get like excuse me get our the uh 
the rack. We have the shelving in there we had to put up. Like, it took like two hours. And it was hot and gross and it was raining and there was these there were these bugs. Oh my God. It was the worst. I don't know how anybody goes through that. Um, everybody's cars were covered like with bug, dead bugs. It was disgusting. Um, so that made it even, you know, worse that we had to do that. It wouldn't have been as bad, you know. But um, and then we got a big family dinner afterwards. We uh, I knew like our crew guys they work really hard and stuff like that happens. Um, everyone steps up and they help, and they don't necessarily have to because they're there to they're there to work the shows, you know. And when we have days off, you know, it's a day off for them, so they don't need to be <clears throat> doing all kinds of hard work. But when something like that happens, everybody jumps in and we take care of things and. I felt that it was it was just right for us to to buy them all dinner, you know, a nice dinner, not like McDonald's or Subway. You know, we went to Sonny's Barbecue, actually. I hadn't been there in like 20 years myself. It's delicious. Oh, man, it was so good. Everybody had a beer. It was, it was nice. You know, everybody felt good about what went down. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, just, uh, I guess, lessons learned. Um, when something happens, try not to freak out. Keep your composure. Start thinking about other ways. Start thinking about, okay, how to start problem solving. If you keep coming up with problems and, you know, make, being negative about it, it's just going to ruin your day. It's not going to get anything done. Start thinking about how do we get back on the road. Um, maybe have one of those, go pick up one of those U-Haul toe hitch balls, whatever, um, that fits, keep it in the van in case you ever need it, stuff like that. Um, you know, and be constantly training yourselves. If you training your crew, if you have crew, uh, on how to set up quickly, set up and break down quickly, because you never know when you're going to have to rush on stage. Typically festivals are like that. You gotta, you get there and you know, the, 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 the headliner band's still sound checking. They sound check way past when they're supposed to. So it shortens your time. They can be up there before the, the gates open. You got to be able to move fast and have engineers, your sound people and your, your stage techs and stuff that know what they're doing and they can move, you know. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was what went down this weekend. It was fucking crazy and it sucked, but we got it done. We did all the shows. We're back home safe. Um, and now we're trying to figure out all the, all the insurance stuff because when we actually got started making calls about that, the insurance company didn't have that dude on record, the guy that wrecked into the trailer. So, uh, that was going to be ugly for a minute. Um, but I just saw an email this morning. It looks like we, we got it. We're, everything's in the process now. So that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fun times on the road, everybody. Um, it's not always fun and games like some people think. It's a lot of hard work. It's exhausting. A lot of, you know, traveling every day can get grating, you know? Um, so, yeah, uh, let's check out the mailbag. It's time for mailbag. It's time for mailbag. All right, mailbag. This is where we uh, answer questions from Instagram and uh, voicemails, and we put them on the pod. First question is from Michael in Corpus Christi. Let's see what you got, Mike. What's up, Howie? It's Michael down in Corpus Christi. Okay, I've been wanting to ask you a question on your podcast for a while, and I finally got one. It's regarding the girls' album. Now, this question came up just through conversation, but I noticed a lot of the songs had to do with, you know, partying and more or less being a single guy. It's an awesome album. Me and my fiance Tina love it. But I'm kind of wondering if Danielle had any questions or concerns, reservations about the song lyrics and material. Now, I know some songs are written years before we ever get to hear them, but uh, here's something that we kind of laughed about and thought, you know, I wonder if she was cool with that music. But anyway, I uh, love listening to everything you do, and I look forward to hearing the answer to the question. Thanks, Howie. Mike, excellent question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wondered if people actually thought about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like when you watch a movie and the people in the movie, the guy and the girl, whatever, they're, they're making out 
or whatever. I don't really ever think about like, oh man, her husband or his wife must be mad about that. You know, like what do, what do they think about that? It's just sort of like part of the, uh, comes with the territory. It's part of the, the whole thing, right? Part of the gig. When it comes to writing songs, yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt uh, her go, like, hmm, what's that about? Who's that about? That kind of shit, you know? Um, <laughs> and uh, at the end of the day, you know, she maybe she might feel weird about it a little bit, but I just have to reassure her that, you know, it's sometimes I write things about random experiences either that I've had or maybe friends have had or people have in general and just try to make a story out of it. Um, you know, some, there's a lot of songs about... Uh, ex-girlfriend that you know we had a bad relationship like stuff like that you know and like um there's definitely trace things about our relationship in there but you know uh I don't know at the end of the day it's I I've always told her I'm like look I'm a songwriter I have to be creative and this is my outlet and you know I I write about things that affect me or, or whatever I like telling stories and it's a part of it you know and uh I'm a peacock. Yeah, let me fly. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, I think for the most part, she's, um, if there's ever been any sort of like, she's felt weird, it it does, it goes away after a while. You know, it's nothing crazy. She understands this is what I do. And, you know, it's all part of it. Thanks for the question, Mike. All right. Next question uh, is from Max Medina. Yo, Howie, what's up, man? Uh, Max Medina here, calling in from Glenville, New York. So I've got a band myself, actually. We're called Fresh Herbs. You can check us out on Instagram at officialfreshherbs19. Um, so I'm just wondering what kind of advice you got for just trying to get our name out there, kind of spread the word. Uh, huge fan of Value, huge fan of the podcast. Keep killing it. Peace. Max, thanks so much, man. Thanks for the uh, the voicemail there. Um yeah, I mean, really, uh, if you want to get your band name out there, if you want to get the music out there, we live in a different time, but I think the fundamentals are still the same. Um, the The playing field, I've said this many times on the show, that uh, the playing field has been leveled by streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, and more. Um, and that kind of started with social media, how social media made it easier to connect, but it also made it harder to be seen. Um, and I'll explain. It, it, it makes it easier for, for an artist to, to reach their fans and get the word out, right? But then you've got everybody doing it, you know? So it just, it becomes crowded and, and really loud. And it's, it's, and nowadays, the algorithms have changed on these social medias like Instagram and Facebook to where you're not being seen as much. Like your posts don't get as many views. Um, and you can't complain about that because it's they're free services, you know. So what they want you to do is pay for ads. And you can't be afraid to pay for ads. There's nothing like, <clears throat> don't think you're too punk rock to buy ads. You know, you want to be seen. And um, it takes a little bit of money, even if it's 20 bucks, 20 bucks for a show or 20 bucks to announce your uh, your, your new song, or your album or something like that to get started. You know, you don't have to break the bank to do this, but you got to spend some money. Um, so uh, what I would say is I, I've kind of felt it like we used to give out free CDs you know, like samplers with like five or six songs in them. Um, <clears throat> we had a CD sampler called Songs You Should Know. And it had like five of our, you know, what we thought were our, our biggest songs or most connected to songs that people get into. And um, we would throw those out at shows. We'd go open for big bands and throw them out. You know, see people in the street, give them out, whatever. Um, but I feel like CDs are, are just becoming more and more of just, you know, no one has a player anymore. And some people have them in their cars and stuff. Um, so it's not completely dead. But most people are listening on Spotify and Apple. And, you know, 
some people still download. But even when I, like, I figured, like, with Bandcamp, a, a site like Bandcamp, we had a, we had a sampler going there as well once things started changing. But it's, it's kind of weird because, like, you know, you can give out a free album to download, but then people still got to, like, put it in iTunes, drag it to their phone, you know. I think people are more interested in, like, you know, now, right now. You know, and you want them to be able to. You don't want to create more steps um, when you're trying to get people to listen to the band. Um, it should be something like one click and they're there and they're listening, you know. Um, I haven't exactly figured it out. And to be honest, I haven't given that a ton of thought lately. Um, so really the easiest thing to, that I would say um, most people are already paying for Spotify. This might be the answer here. Most people are paying for Spotify or Apple Music, so it's not like any more trouble for them to listen to you on, on those services. Um, but I would say go to somewhere like Tone Den, um, create a fan link, create a short link. They're called fan links. And it'll basically be like fanlink.to2 slash and you can call it whatever you want don't go too long with it like for us our spotify is fanlink.to slash who b-h-o-o spotify be who spotify um try to keep it short if you can but make it so it makes sense I, like for me it's like i try to like even when i'm shortening i still try to think of like what still makes sense that people are gonna be able to spell easily and they're not gonna mess up when they're typing it in um or what's going to be easy for me to remember so I'm not having to check back constantly and like take time away, like go to my Evernote. I usually put everything in Evernote so I can, I can go back and copy and paste if I need to and reference, but it's something that I can easily remember. Um, so be who Spotify, you know. Um, so, you know, what I would do is take, make, create a playlist of your best songs on Spotify and Apple Music. And um, start getting people to follow that. And you want to create a fan link or some other shortened link uh, that links to that playlist link um, on all the services. Okay. And what's cool about fan links um, with, with Tone Den is that you can actually use one link and it can take you to multiple services. So whatever people prefer, you can set it that way. It's, you can actually click like set to preferred service or you can, um, you can order it whatever, whatever way you want and people can just kind of look and see and they can pick one. So like if I were to do like, okay, for example, when we have a record that comes out or a single and I know it's going to be everywhere, I don't bother to say available on all digital platforms. I don't say that anymore. There's, what's the point of that? I feel like it's just we're wasting time. People know where to get it. People know that you're on Spotify. People, that's where they listen. So if you say new album's out and you put the link out, that's it. You don't have to, new album, available everywhere. But you can say available everywhere. But I just feel like on all digital platforms, I just feel like, okay, we're past that. Everybody knows that it's available on digital platforms. Um, so anyway, you can take your link and you can link it to everywhere. Uh, your single or your album. You, post, you, you paste the link in. And then it starts going through and trying to find the services that, that this is on. If it doesn't come up with it, you go manually to each services, to each service, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever. And you start pasting it in in all these different fields and all the logos are there. And then you hit save and you, you create the fan link. And you can add artwork and you change the title, whatever, the description. And then you'll have this awesome looking landing page that's built for mobile because most people are on mobile these days. And it looks all pretty and everything's right there. And you can reorder like whatever service, whatever. And people can pick and they can just go listen there. Um, so I would say create a Spotify playlist, create an Apple Music playlist of your best songs in whatever order you feel is going to catch them. And start throwing that link everywhere and put money into that link. Start doing ads with some kind of cool art and saying, check out this band on Spotify or whatever. You know, check out our new, our new whatever playlist. Uh, 
do that for videos. Do that, you know, whenever you do a video on YouTube. Um, do acoustic performances on Instagram. Like, um, this is how you get seen. People love what I've found. People love acoustic versions of songs. Um, so spend a little bit of money. Make sure all of your social stuff looks good. Everything should look the same. All the logos, all the press photos, any new releases, they should be all across the top of all your pages. Change your profile pics to match uh, the new art or whatever you've got going on. Stuff like that. Um, On the live side of it, uh, make sure you're contacting bands and promoters. You're building relationships at like your 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 big local theater, whatever it is, the nice spot, and look for bands that are coming through that match what you're doing, and ask the promoter if you can get on the show. That that's still a thing. People still do that. Bands still get on shows and open up. It happens all the time when we go through. We have these local openers that you know are opening the show for us because they they feel like their music matches what we're doing and they want to jump into our crowd. That's exactly what it is. Um. So, yeah, I hope that helps, Max. Uh, everybody go check out his band. Um, <clears throat> appreciate the, the voicemail. Uh, if, if you have a question, you want to say what's up, you can get the, the Anchor app if you'd like, the Anchor FM app. Uh, find my podcast, leave me a voicemail. Um, I'm also going to be working on uh, another way to get them. If you don't have the Anchor app, um, use your voice notes, use your voice memos, and you can send it to me. Um, uh and I'll, I'll figure out how to get them on the uh, on the pod here. So uh, yeah, follow me everywhere uh, uh, on the socials. Um, hit me up with any questions you got. Let me know what I should be talking about, who I should be talking to. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you check out BallyHooRocks.com for all the all the Ballyhoo tour dates. Um, thank you for listening to Tales from the Green Room. This has been episode sixty five. We'll see you soon.